Hi, this is Ryan Girardi, host and producer of the Auto Converse podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Autoverse Media, which not only helps automotive vendors increase awareness, spark interest, and drive demand for their products and services, but also helps connect them with decision makers and influencers at automotive dealerships. We achieve this by using our unique hybrid approach to producing conversational content that creates branded engagement across multiple mediums, and then by tracking and analyzing this engagement with turnkey technology that helps gather useful insights, which then lead to new and enhanced relationships. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com forward slash ABM. That's autoconverse.com forward slash ABM. And thank you. Yeah, and I think the buzzword, you know, everybody keeps saying pivot. You got to pivot here, pivot there. And I think that's the word, right? You got to. You got to look at it. You can't keep doing it the same way, um, especially uh, if you're getting the same result and you want to try to change it up a little bit and uh, be progressive. You know, I look to these these guys that are out there today. Um, it's the same group. They keep going to these same meetings, but they're standing up on stage receiving all the awards and accolades because they are a change agent out there. Hey, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, well, I'm a Game of Thrones nut, so that's, that's, that's my jam. The robots are listening. The robots are listening. All right, everybody. Welcome back here to this week's Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. This is our live weekly webcast on how we are connected and the way we get around. I am Ryan Girardi. I appreciate you joining us today, Wednesday, October Second, it's hump day, just like it is every Wednesday. Happy hump day. And also, name your car day. Yes, this, I, I had to pick this for obvious reasons. We're in the car business. Most of us that are tuned in are participating. And it is National Name Your Car Day. And what's funny is it made me realize I don't have a name for my car. So I was thinking of coming up with one. But I'm going to let you guys decide what I'm going to name my car. So if you're tuned in live, uh, I'll check the comments in just a moment. If you're listening to the replay or listening on the podcast, uh, I, will give, I will give us a week to come up with the, with the name. And whoever, whoever's car name I pick, uh, you will qualify to win a free pass to, um, to an upcoming event. And I'm going to talk about some of those upcoming events that we have because one of them, driving sales, is actually this weekend. So um, so, so yeah, I'll, I'll bring that up in a little bit. Uh, today, what do we got? So special guest today, Troy Blackwell from Nuvin Air. We'll learn about a little bit about what Nuvin Air is. And Troy comes with quite an extensive background in the auto industry. What I'm going to do, guys, there we go, fix that. Um, got to pop up some notes here for us. So Troy comes, like I said, he, he's, he's been with Nuvin Air. Uh, just recently joined the team there. And so shouts out to Lisa Hagendorf for setting up uh, this conversation with me and Troy. Um, but his uh, extensive background uh, comes from uh, AutoNation and helped launch the uh, AutoNation, kind of the used car, one, one price division there. So we'll speak to that. And we're going to hopefully get a little bit of Troy's story and draw upon that. So 
we're going to focus on an, in, uh, uh, an article that his CEO published recently in, um, uh, I think it was Auto News, on what, what OEMs and dealers really need right now to carry into the future with, with so much changing and evolving and converging. Uh, the article really focuses on that. So love to get everybody's input that's tuned in here. And again, even if you're watching the video replay, you can still take part in the conversation by leaving comments in the, in the, in the notes on the blog or on our YouTube channel. So either way really works. Um, let's go ahead. Troy, are you ready? My friend you got your yes, camera rolling. Yeah. All right, we good. We're going to pop you on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to have you here. Yeah, Ryan, great. Thanks for inviting me on. So you probably tell my brain's a little scattered. I've got, uh, we're in the middle of campaigning for the 10th annual Driving Sales Executive Summit. And we are running the media station there at the summit right outside the expo hall. And so I'm in the process of scheduling uh, interviews uh, interviews and little discussions uh, in the media station over the next few days. So my head's kind of like buried into that. Um, and, uh, but then we have, we have today's show. So I appreciate you taking the time to dial in and uh, tell us real quick, we're going to get into your background a little bit, Troy, because you just recently started at Nuvin Air. Um, but Alan Brown, he's your CEO. He put an article out on, on auto news about right sizing dealerships and the OEM, what OEMs need to do to right size dealerships. Can you just elaborate for us on what Alan's getting at with that term? Yeah, no, I, I'm sure Alan will appreciate the promotion, but he's the executive vice president. But uh, yeah, in the article, he, he came from the dealer side of the business, like most of the executives here. And what he's stating here is that you know, it, at times manufacturers will quite often dictate to the dealership world renovating buildings and uh, inventory levels. And so when he's talking about right sizing, it's really forecasting what the next three to five years are going to look like. What is consumer confidence? What does their buying habits look like? And then how can the manufacturers help the dealers? You know, what are they doing to help provide if the future is gonna be more online and more of an omni-channel type experience, what else are they investing? And so within his article, he cites this relationship. You have dealer advisors that uh, meet quite often with the manufacturers and they're speaking on behalf of others. So, you know, it's a two-way communication and, and a process to really learn and find out from one another what is going to be happening in the next two, three years from now. And so when he talks about right size, it's today. What are we doing today to help us in the future? He does point that out. And one thing he, he emphasizes is that what dealers need from OEMs is creativity and also support to back that up. And that starts with transparent two-way communication. Is, is that something in your experience that, uh, that there's a lack of between dealers and OEMs or do they have the channels in place? I, I think it's getting better. It depends on the manufacturer and some are better than others. Um, you know, it, quite often when incentives and those things come out, it's very reactionary uh, versus being proactive. And so, um, 
you know, coming from the auto nation world um, where we had every manufacturer, um, you know, stair steps were difficult at times and quite often it could create some bad behavior. So um, I think over time, the manufacturers are getting better. They still have a ways to go, but in terms of conversations of what does consumer behavior look like and you know, I still run, I still think people are going to come in and want to test drive cars and touch cars and do all that. Yes, you know, and I, I, the Carvanas of the world are, are out there today and, and they're making some progress. And, and again, they're kind of matching how people want to receive a car if they want to have it delivered to their work or delivered to their home. Um, and I think that the manufacturing, you take notice of that. Um, you know, how can they assist in, in the dealership world to, to have that happen? Bring us back a little bit, Troy, to your time most recently with um, with AutoNation, because you were mostly on the used car side, correct? Yeah, so, um, and even a step before that, I was 12 years with CarMax and then uh, moved over to AutoNation, spent the last five years with AutoNation. But, um, you know, CarMax was a, an amazing foundation, a great company, and I learned a lot. And when I jumped over to AutoNation, you know, at one time back in the late 90s, they also had big box standalone used car stores. And at the same time, CarMax did. And they moved away from that and they focused on new. And then when I joined and over some time, I helped uh, take uh, and process uh, a brand, or let a brand extension, took it from a piece of paper to a dry erase board to a concept and opening and operating. So. The shift uh, changed, it was an amazing experience to do that. Um, and one of the other things that I, I talked to you uh, a little while ago was more around um, shifting uh, even AutoNation's pre-owned to a one price. And uh, CarMax had, has always stood behind their one price business model and it's been very successful for them. And was able to help with some counterparts uh, within AutoNation to go out and, and roll out a one price in, in 10 months, which was relatively quick considering, you know, the size of, of, of AutoNation, 260 rooftops at that point. I'm concentrating here. I'm actually, uh, yeah. look at people are tuning in here. I'm just saying hi, shouts out to uh, Mike Phillips. I saw you just up here a minute ago as well. Um, so you go, you go from, I mean, you, with both with AutoNation and CarMax, you're consumer facing, you're, you're, you're dealing with the operations, but now you're with a whole different consumer brand, Nuvin Air. Um, so you're kind of out of the dealer spectrum, but t tell us real quick, give us an idea of what Nuvin Air is. I'll bring up the website while you're talking. Yeah. Yeah, no, tell no. us what attracted you, like what, you know, you're going to bring you know, two decades worth of retail experience into this. So uh, I just, I'd love to see that what that connection is for you. Yeah, you know, um, I think the first word to me comes innovation. And I think as an operator, um, as you pull up the website, the, the group will certainly see, uh, we're trying to really disrupt uh, and be an innovator in the automotive space. So I still feel like I've, I'm close to automotive. Uh, they've created a patented cleaning process um, within we also have franchise uh, distrib distributors throughout the nation. Um, you know, our customers are really car dealerships, car rental companies, car washes, detailing centers, RVs, 
Um, but imagine this group, every one of you has been in an Uber or a Lyft um, and experienced a not so pleasant experience. And, you know, and it's all around at times the cleanliness of the vehicle. And with our patented technology, we've been able to remediate and remove odors that have been introduced and really bring that car back to factory fresh. Um, it's a very quick process today in the dealerships. Um, this process can take all the way up to 24 hours in some cases to remove a heavy smoke smell. And in some cases, it's just masking it. So what led me to the organization is one, the leadership and the culture. Um, you know, you're seeing our marketing uh, here on the screen. Um, here's Jerry Reynolds here in front of you. Um, you know, he has endorsed our product and he doesn't endorse a lot. I think there's only two companies that he does. Mm. And uh, so he's really gotten behind us and we've had a lot of automotive news and, and auto rental news and we've had the rental car companies approach us. And that's a great feeling instead of us out there, you know, knocking on doors, they're actually picking up the phone and calling us and saying, hey, we have a huge issue with customers smoking pot in cars or vaping and uh, it's a real issue and so um, we've been able to come in and, and show them our technology and what we're able to do so exciting times for me I think it still keeps me very close to the automotive side um, it is different as you pointed out uh, compared to what I've been doing but uh, love that, that I get this opportunity and and uh, has a startup kind of feel but not really with the amount of uh, uh, people that are picking up the phone and calling us and, and uh, it's been fun. It's been, it's just been over a little over a month. So I'm still kind of drinking out of a fire hose and learning the business, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but it has been uh, pretty, pretty fun to, to go through this. So the, the marketing presentation that I've, you know, seen just from uh, preparing to, to be with you up here definitely stood out for me uh, as um, it's just, they've got a fun feel to it. You know, it's just, Got to have a nice, warm, fuzzy, fun feel to it. Can you talk, can you explain the technology at all? Like, is it, is it a secret? But, you know, how does the technology work? How does it? Yeah, there's, there's some patents to it, obviously. But, uh, you know, I guess the best way to describe it, it almost looks like a martini shaker. Uh, that's a lot of people say it looks like. But it's a, a cylinder that, that goes in your cup holder. And we're able to, to plug it in the, uh, the car and, and uh uh, drop these tablets in and, and uh, we're able to run the car and, and remove the, remove the odor. So, um, and a lot of people haven't been able to, like I said, 24 hours, 36 hours in some cases to do this. And, you know, the dealer's time is precious, you know, the clock starts and I can certainly bring that into play. I know I lived it. I understand it. Um, but I also understand on the, on the CarMax side and even the Carvanas of the world today, one of the questions that are always asked when you transfer a car at CarMax, is it a smoker's car? Mm -hmm. That happened when I started the company in 2003 and it still exists today. And imagine ordering a car from Miami into LA and it gets there and it's not such a great pleasant experience. So if we have some technology to help that, that can improve more customers transferring cars um, I'm happy, like I said, I found this and uh, I think that, you know, we have a big runway right now. And so, uh, it's, it's an exciting time to be here. So this is not something that's just always in the car. It's a, a rental agency. Would, would they 
send it to you guys to to yeah so, so as i mentioned we have a, a franchise distributor network so we're planning ourselves across the nation right now and okay. you know really to serve that as i mentioned rental car companies and dealerships and car watches this is not anything you can buy on amazon this is uh strictly done through the franchisees that are out there um signing up dealers um We've got many, many dealers signed up already today, and you can bring your car there, and we can certainly do a treatment. Um, or as you're, more importantly, as we're reconditioning cars, do the treatment, and then they have a clean and fresh car on the front lot. And it avoids those opening up the door and crossing your fingers and hoping this is a good car. Because um, believe me, that, that happens. So folks, you're tuned in here to the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. This is our live weekly webcast, stream it live on our YouTube channel. And I'm talking here with Troy Blackwell from Nuvin Air, uh, giving us a feel for uh, their technology to really uh, resolve the odor issues that we experience in cars, mostly when you're renting a car or, or even doing doing a ride share. A couple of quick announcements, uh, folks. If you're not already subscribed to the AutoConverse blog, take a moment now to do that. Go up to autoconverse.com, enter your email address to get subscribed. And the reason why is this. We stream the show live on, on our YouTube channel. And you should be subscribed to that as well because every time we schedule a show, you'll get an email. I'm sorry, you'll get a notification from YouTube with a link to the show today. And once we finish the live stream, then uh, the video becomes unlisted. So unless you have a link to the show, for the individual show, uh, you'd have to wait for the podcast to come out to listen to, to, listen to the show. But if you're subscribed to autoconverse.com, what happens is we set up an announcement and you get an email. And in that email is what we're going to talk about, who's going to be on, and there's a link to the show as well. Plus, there's some other great benefits, too. So, for example, we have a partnership this year right now going on with Driving Sales Executive Summit. And if you're a dealer and you haven't purchased your pass yet, I think the time has expired to get a discount. But we do have some de complimentary passes, dealer passes to give away. And if you want uh, to benefit from those, now is your last chance. Let us know you're tuned in, whether it's live or on the replay or in the podcast. Reach out to me and let me know you're interested. We still have. Uh, two more passes that we can extend to you. Now, this is recorded and featured on the podcast. So, shouts out to all of our podcast listeners. And if you like what we're doing, please go up and leave us a review uh, and, and let us know what you think. Um, I have one quick announcement I'm sharing here on my screen. We, uh, back in June, I attended the Automotive CX Summit in Marina del Rey. And I just released the video rewind of that event. It's a nice short two minute video. It's got Mike, the car guy in it. What's up, Mike? Mike Carrera, that is. Um, John Galchak from Lot Links and Gary Tucker from Zuby have little cameo appearances in there. So go check out that video and uh, share it with your friends. We'll have it out on social media in a little bit. So Troy, coming back to you, let's come back to you. So Nuven Air is pretty neat. You're with a nice hip company, just getting started. So um, you know, you know, you're just, you're really just at the early stages. And I apologize that I, I said, Alan was a CEO. You're saying he's an executive vice president, correct? Yeah. I'll okay. let him know that you promoted him. But yeah. 
Well, yeah, so good guy, good guy, though. So we have a few minutes left here in the show. Uh, GM and the UAW, I think they're 17 days into this strike. And I checked in today. Uh, the UAW has rejected the most recent uh, proposal from GM. Uh, what, do, what do you think of news like this? We haven't had a strike of this magnitude in, in several years from what I recall. Yeah, and I think, you know, the CEO, Mary Barra, she came out and, and announced that, you know, there could be these potential job eliminations with parts and, uh, you know, more electrification. And, and I think that's really some of the rub, I think, right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's surprising. It's it, you never like to see people out in in striking. But um, one thing to give her credit, she you know has publicly came out and said that this is the direction that, that they're heading, and trying to stay ahead of it. Um, never easy though. And uh, you know, again, I, I've been somewhat watching it as well as you have. And and uh, you know, it's certainly in these contracts and disputes and benefits and all these other things that kind of come into play. So looking at the bigger picture here, you know, again, going back to you, CarMax is the nation's leading, you know, independent dealership that's out there. You have Carvana new on the scene. I think they're in their third or fourth year and they are now in a matter of 18 months, they went from being almost at ground zero to now being one of the top 10 uh, um, players in the, in the used car, in the used car space. Uh, there's news that Tesla's probably going to hit yeah. its 100K uh, sales goal for, for Q3. Uh, meanwhile, EV sales are dropping, okay? <laughs> there's all this talk that we're going to get rid of the combustion engine. EV mm-hmm. sales are dropping globally and here in the U.S. as, as um, subsidies have gone away. Yet Tesla is, is kind of knocking it out of the park. Sales seem steady for new car sales. Right, we're going to hit that 17 million mark. I think forecasts yep. anticipated that dropping, but there's still speculation that over the next two to three years, that's that could be as low as 14 or 15 million cars. So, yeah, and you know we've seen that play out before. So um, certainly, I think we'll be in a better position uh, this this time around. Um, you know, to hit go back to your Tesla conversation. Um, I think as he brings in some of the, the Europe numbers into that number, he probably will hit that, that target. Um, but I, I think it really kind of goes back to this Amazon-like experience that you know Tesla and Carvana are, are uh, approaching. And they're paying attention to what customers want and how they want to receive and buy products. So um, you know, CarMax, very early on, they were the disruptor you know, welcome to the store and how do you want to change their buying and stay with one person through the entire process. So those are the things and the companies that are out there today that that I look for and follow quite often, uh, like you said, that are, are really disruptors. And, and uh, you know, Carvana's path is, you know, they got to figure out a way to get profitable. But in, <laughs> in the case of, you know, their valuation is $11 billion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's triple auto nation. So, um, you know, Wall Street loves a, a good growth story. But again, it does come back to profitability. They're going to have to figure out a way uh, to, to be profitable. But, uh, you know, this comes up. I say this a lot that 
a franchise dealer in, in some ways is at the mercy of the OEM. Alan talked about this in his article. They're on, they're on in many ways, a 30-day cycle with incentives. Yep. Uh, new, there's news out that uh, OEMs are now popping out more incentives to keep, this, to keep, to keep sales flowing, which always has adverse effects yep. you know, 18, 36 months down the road. Um, but um, going back to Carvana, like you said, they they have valuation of eleven billion dollars, but they're not profiting. Do you think that um, you know dealers don't have that luxury? Dealers have to remain profitable month in and month out, quarter in and quarter out. They have to remain profitable, or or they will get consumed or 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 be gone. Um, so, what? Car, I mean, Carvana. How long can they sustain this? Obviously, as long as investors will will float them, but at some point they've got to turn the profit. Yeah, at some point. And, and I think the dealers that are figuring this out, they can do the same thing a Carvana is doing. You know, they're not going to go build a vending machine and pop that up, but they can offer the same experience for a customer today, especially on used. You know, they can go deliver the car and, and do all of the contracting. They just got to spend some time and figure out directionally if that's the way they want to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it is someone to pay attention to for sure and and watch. Um, you know, you love hearing good success stories and it's been fun to kind of watch them. And it's also been, you know, early on coming from CarMax, I knew they should be someone to watch, but there's a lot of people that discounted them and didn't pay attention. And now three years later, all of a sudden they're in their rear view mirror. So, yeah. Well, you know, with Vroom and BP having kind of already gone to the wayside. I think the expectation was that Carvana would too. Uh, obviously they're, they're grabbing market share. That's what's keeping investors happy. Profitability is a, is a whole other concern. I'm going to give you final word here. I'd love to get your vision of the future, but not too far in the future. Yeah. Looking at 2020, um, you know, what do, what do auto retailers, what do dealers, what do you think they need to be focused on, you know, for the immediate, uh, you know, forthcoming year? Yeah, I think uh, they need to look at expenses. Floor plan expense is certainly something you want to keep your eyes on, um, you know, especially if you start seeing uh, the SAR and everything go down into your earlier comment in the next two years, if that does really drop to what you just said, um, they got to start working towards that now, or at least have a plan in place. Um, really for, for going into the future, I think that they you know, I, I will, I keep going back to CarMax because I think that that's my foundation. That's where I was. I spent 12 years there. Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for them. And so they're really good at developing people in teams. You can have all the technology in the world, but if you don't have the people to do the process, you know, you're, you're going to fail. And so there's some great companies out there, you know, um, when I think of Roadster and a couple others that are out there, they have these great tools and platforms, but they're only as good as the people that can utilize them in the stores. And I think, you know, just my experience has been uh, the dealers that are grasping and get a hold of that there, they can make that happen. And, um, you know, and I think that there's some other players like, you know, there's a former executive from CarMax that uh, is partnering up with, uh, Rick Williams, who founded Texas Direct, and they're going to do a company called Joyride, just just starting. And they're trying to say, how can we leverage the unused uh, used cars that are in the dealerships today and generate revenue? 
can we rent them? Um, so it's a great business model and I'm excited to kind of watch them. But and the reason why I mention them is because I do think those companies like that, that, um, that are looking at other alternatives to help dealers out. And, you know, I think the world of Brian Stone, who's leading this and, and uh, good guy. And I, I think that the, for 2020, those are the kind of things that I would look to put in place. If I were still in a store, running a store, can I look at someone like that to help me? Um, earn revenue on sitting idle inventory. I appreciate that. And I think you hit on something really key is I, I say we're, we're coming out of the age of digital retailing. Finally, it's a, it, it's, it was one of those trends or developments that turned into a buzzword. But I think looking back what most, uh, most of the, the tech companies that got into that space and most of the, the dealers that dabbled with these widgets for their website it all came back to one thing and that was the process that they have in place uh, on, on handling the consumer. We've, you know, we've gone from using the term ups to lead, you know, went from ups to leads (laughs) to super leads. Yeah. It all came down to the same place. It's, it's having a process and, and people trained properly, like you said, developing people. And you also hit on something I, uh, I think is key as well is the, the, the classic model of, of, like you said, the floor plan and expenses, right? Of moving units and, and building customers, that is evolving, that is changing. But dealers are in a really unique position to find other ways to monetize and drive revenue in different ways. I think Joyride was, was, was something you alluded to. I'm not familiar with that. I'll have to look into that. But I think that's really key is being able to adapt and experiment with other ways to drive revenue beyond just the moving metal. Yeah. And I think the buzzword, you know, everybody keeps saying pivot, you got to pivot here, pivot there. And I think that's the word, right? You gotta, you gotta look at it. You can't keep doing it the same way. Um, especially uh, if you're getting the same result and you want to try to change it up a little bit and uh, be progressive. You know, I look to these, these guys that are out there today, um, it's the same group. They keep going to these same meetings, but they're standing up on stage receiving all the awards and accolades because they are a change agent out there. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, I'm going to use that opportunity to plug uh, auto conversion. But before I do, I just want to say thank you, Troy, uh, for taking the time to be here and, and, uh, and speaking with us. Yeah, it was fun. We'll have to do it again. But I love to talk about the business. It's, it's a passion and uh, had a lot of fun with it. And I, and I saw that and that's why I really wanted to, to kind of go this angle with you. So go ahead and, um, and uh, shut off the camera and just hang tight. I'm going to close things out and I'll be right back. So folks, Troy Blackwell from New Van Air. And New Van Air it provides a, a business model and a solution for addressing odors in cars. But Troy, if you missed the early part of the show, uh, comes with... Uh, over two decades of experience on the retail side, mostly through AutoNation and CarMax. And we started off today's conversation talking about the idea of right-sizing and what that means. And what I meant by saying, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to make a plug, is if you go to autoconversion.net, which is where we're streaming from, look under webcast and look under auto retail. We now have six webcast programs. These are basically virtual roundtable discussion panels. And we bring folks on like Troy, we bring dealers on and we schedule 
30 minute discussions. They're done just like this as a webinar format. And the whole idea is to draw upon people's experience, expertise, best practices, ideas, technologies, and really get into uh, how to solve uh, specific tactical problems at the auto retail level. Each of these has their own registration. So you can register for, for one or two or three. It's up to you. They're all free, free programs. And that'll also send you an invite into our member network and Slack where you'll have access to other members uh, within the network behind the scenes and have more of that asynchronous access. Uh, and one final thing, again, help me pick a name for my card. Today is Name Your Car Day, and I don't have a name, so I'm taking ideas from everybody. And if you are going to be at the Driving Sales Executive Summit, I still have a couple slots left to do interviews. We're looking to uh, interview those from across the industry at all levels. And uh, let me know. We'll schedule in for, um, for uh, a slot either. Uh, most of them are still available on Monday, but we're also there Sunday afternoon and Tuesday. I'm Ryan Girardi. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, whether live or on the replay or on the podcast. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back same time, same place next week. It'll be myself and Terry Lancaster. And we will also have Ashley Carr on from Car Gurus. Have a great rest of the week, everyone. And thank you. This is Audiburst Media.